Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning! It's been a while. It's... Not really. Not but for them. No. But for us, it's for been, us, been it's a couple been, of weeks. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a long time. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today I am pleased to announce we are recapping and discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, we're back. OVA. In we're in familiar territory. We're going to do it with no technical difficulties whatsoever. We're in the prime of our lives. We're in the prime of our lives. I am Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. That is some construction. Lovely that the construction site has been quiet literally all morning <laughs> and literally just started <laughs> as we started the podcast. Incredible. Wonderful. Love it. Love, love not Being able to destroy all construction. Love them made. working on the weekend. Love mm, it. Mm. Mm. Right on a crisp weekend crisp. morning. You know, it's really fucking cold outside. It's really cold. And what a day for construction Maybe to happen. Maybe it's cold outside. So what are we doing today? Georgia. Dear. Jojo. Dio. Jojo. Jojo. <laughs> we all remember that video. We all love it. Oh, it's the best. You know who else is the best, Liam? Who? Our Patreons. Whoa. Who, by the way... We have. We have new ones. Unprecedented. I actually do not understand why people would give us money in this... This time. In this economy. In this economy, in this part of the country. I mean, this is ridiculous to I me. do. It's because we're great and I'm very handsome. <laughs> so it's not even, you know, we're great. The show, don't mention it, but I'm handsome. I deserve this. Yeah, that's you why know, I thrive in an audio medium. Uh, you know who else is really handsome? I've got a real face for radio, they say. By which I mean, it's so handsome that if you look at it, you'll be too distracted. <laughs> it's like um, It's like an infinite jest, but... With someone's face, where I if you look at it once, you can't look away. I don't know infinite jest. Oh, it's like... It's, I just know it's a big, boring book no one wow. reads. Wow, okay. Famously, and I'm, we may have talked about this many years ago on the podcast, yeah. but there was a running joke on the uh, popular internet webcomic Dr. McNinja, mm-hmm. where a character would sit down, pick up a copy of Infinite Jest, read it for a frame, and then in the last frame just go, this is boring, and throw the book away. <laughs> Well, you know who isn't boring and I'm sure throws away more books than uh, me, you, is Jenny Fraser. Jenny Fraser. Or Jenny Fraser. I'm not sure. I don't know what the etiquette oh, is on. Toss salad and scrambled eggs herself, Jenny Fraser. <laughs> She'll probably win an Emmy for her silent performance. Certified mummy puncher, Jenny Fraser. A mummy puncher? Yeah, the mummy, starring Brendan Fraser oh, as himself. Oh, I get it. I get it now. Hmm. Starring George of the Jungle as himself. Ah, uh, of course. I watched the mummy movies for the first like first like time playing full attention recently. As in like the original uh, Brendan Fraser Well, when mummies? you say the original mummy, you'd actually be referring to like the <sighs> 1930s Hammer Horror. What have I Universal done? Horror. What have I done? <laughs> but no, like, yes, the uh, Brendan Fraser. The good ones. Um, the mummy and the mummy returns. The classics. And they are good. I know. For good reason. Who knew? No one knew. I'm telling you all for the first time. (laughs) The mummy. It's good. Thank you, Jenny Fraser. Jenny Fraser, you're pretty okay. Keep doing what you're doing. I would read from the book to bring you back from the dead. I don't know if I would, because that that didn't work out very well for most most of the people in that movie. It worked out pretty well for that one guy who got to live forever in a big tomb full of gold. (laughs) He got shut in there. He's like, oh, yep. It's working pretty well up for old Benny. Yeah, but didn't he then come out and he was like, why have I been brought out of my tomb? Oh, we're talking about different characters. Oh, okay. Never I'm mind. talking about the guy who gets trapped in the tomb at the end. Oh, okay. Not, have a, all not the, a good ending. Have all the gold you want. Yeah. <laughs> you like gold, hey? Eat all the gold in the world. He's just there being like, well, this is great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nick. Yes. 
1993, 93. they released a little anime called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. This oh. particular anime told the story of Jotaro Kujo, Joseph Joestar, uh-huh. Jean-Pierre Ponoreff, <gasps> Noriaki Kakuin. Oh my, what? That was always his name. His name was Noriaki? Yep. Wow. I, okay, yep, go on. And famously, uh, it was written with some characters that Araki uh, read to himself a different way, like Tenmei or something like that. Uh, huh. But then the other interpretation caught on, so it was like, I guess that's what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. We all talk, we, There's going to be a lot in this episode that we talked about when we first did Stardust Crusaders, but that was many years ago, so you'll forgive us for retreading old ground with fresh eyes. Oh my god, it was many years ago. It was ago. many years Holy ago. Holy shit. I remember. <laughs> You're leaning back in your chair. It was 2016 or 15. Oh, God. And we started this podcast and we were like, we're a fortnightly JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast. <laughs> we're, we're both at uni. Yep. We're just having a great time. Yep. I've watched up to the end of part three, which was all the anime that had existed at the time. Mm-hmm. And Nick, I wanted to share it with you. A guy who I saw like once every six months. Yep. Yeah, like we had a good conversation at a bar one day or something, and I was like, Nick, Nick would be a good <laughs> podcast co-host. Well, I was just like, oh, I can ramble on about things. Yeah. Which was my greatest strength and my greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2, Battle Tendency, uh Everyone I think us. I think we were going on uni break or something. Yeah. So we we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna power through the end of uh of part two. Do weekly for a while. And then we never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> We got through all of part three and everyone was like, you're never going to get there. This is stupid. And famously, as we were uh, going through part three, a few people got in touch being like, I think you guys should do the double episodes both at a time. Uh, (laughs) But no, then we'd run out of JoJo's that much sooner. (laughs) And literally every time we made an episode, everyone would just go, yeah, fortnightly is killing me or weekly is killing me. Go faster, please. I need you to go through this content. And we were like, we'll put it on the back. It's nice to be liked. I don't know about hey, that. Hey, shout so- out to the, um, quick shout out to mm-hmm. YouTube user Yoshikage Kira, who for the last few weeks has been commenting on all of our YouTube automatic uploads of the podcast. What? Just the phrase, sever ties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out Yoshikage Kira, serial killer and YouTube commenter. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> you remember when we encountered that phrase and it was a brief running joke on the podcast? Vaguely, yeah. Kira said it to himself, like, like it was a joke that we would understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, hang on. Is this Yoshikage Kira, Yoshikage Kira face or the other guy's I face? I believe it's Yoshikage Kira face. Interesting. Okay. All right. Not Kasaku Kawajiri. Yeah. Interesting. Ugh. Incidentally, um, as you know, I've been playing off and on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven on mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. As you do, as you do. Still making my way through the plot slowly of that bad game, but I enjoy the um, Kira and Kira plot lines in that, in which two different Kiras, Kasaku Kawajiri Kira and regular Kira. From or, the two different timelines. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, or from two different timelines. There are many timelines, I guess. Oh. Uh, encounter each other and basically just become like best friends. So... You're really into, like, hand they're not, stuff? They're not... I don't think they're explicitly working for, like, evil overlord D- Super Dio. Yeah. They're just kind of 
around <laughs> and being <laughs> occasional antagonists, but mostly just friends with each other. They really like holding hands. Mm-hmm. Shout out Yoshikage Kira. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, but I digress. It was 1993. They created the story of jo- Jojo, Jojo Sr., <laughs> Polnareff, Noriaki Kakuin, and Muhammad Abdul mm-hmm. yep. fighting Dio Brando. Or just Dio. Because I guess the Brando name died with Dio's own... Humanity. Mortality, yeah. Uh, uh, deep. And by that I mean specifically they just created a few fights leading up to it, but basically just... The Dio fight. <laughs> okay. Then, That's... in the year 2000, mm-hmm. they released an additional five episodes or so, circling back to the start of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure start, Part 3, Stardust Crusaders. Okay. And that's what we watched the first of today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang, oh, seven episodes. Hang on a minute. So you're telling me they basically made the Dio fight and then said, ooh, you know what? Maybe we should explain how this all started. Seven years later. Seven years later. So I've got I've got the info here, actually. Uh, the OVA was made with Studio A-A-P-P-P. Yep, Studio App. Mm-hmm. Quite an app name. With the first get series being made out. in 1993 and the second series being made in 2000, the first series, episodes 8 through 13, covers the second half in which the cast are already in Egypt to find Dio. The second series, episodes 1 through 7, acts as a prequel to the first series. And this, I I guess, is just the wiki editorialising, because it says, I've decided to include the entire series in canonical order, as this is also the way it is presented on most DVD sets. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So they made the start of the anime seven years after they started making the anime. OVA. Sorry. Sorry. The OVA. Which, of course, means egg. And egg is pretty pretty okay. (laughs) Over. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. That feels like a hell of a fucking jump, both in animation quality and audio design. I suppose if you, you know, if you're doing a five episode limited series on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Mm -hmm. you want to get the highlights in there, I guess. I guess, but like... You do the Dio fight, just so people can see it. Yeah, okay. And the bits before that with, um... I think they did Darby. Did they do Iggy? Yes, I I know they do Iggy. The fuck are they? Because okay, so what what really stood out to me is that the animation is very different and yet exactly the same. Well, it's it's. I'm assuming it's all hand drawn for mm. one thing because it's 2000. Yep, yep. And on top of that, it's probably not a whole lot of digital stuff embedded on top of that. Totally. You know, it it's older. So I believe we were rewatching um upsta- upscaled and restored editions per the ah. DVDs that uh, our listener sent us. Nice. Worth noting though that these may be the highest quality editions ever released because the series has not had a re-release since 2008 <gasps> on account of controversy. 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 Tell me more. In May 2008, both Studio App and Shueisha halted uh, shipments of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Mm -hmm. manga and OVA at the time. Whoa, okay. And we've talked about this before, but uh, after a complaint had been launched against them from, quote, Egyptian Islamic fundamentalists, after noticing a scene in the OVAs that had the villain Dio reading a book depicting pages from the Quran. Ah, there you go. And we've talked about that before, and I don't know how... I don't know how much of that is steeped in, like, 2000s post-9-11 Islamophobia. Mm. Well, I mean, probably, like, the exact opposite, right? Well, it depends how much of it, depends how much of it was an overreaction or not. Yeah, but still, still, goddamn. 
Such controversy. Even though the manga did not feature that specific scene, Shueisha had Araki redraw scenes that depicted characters fighting on top of and destroying mosques? Wait, what? Hang on. Even though the manga did not feature that specific scene, Shueisha had Araki re- oh, redraw the scenes so that they were no longer yes. fighting on top of and yes. destroying mosques. Yes, I see. Ambiguous <laughs> phrasing there. I would love if it was like, look. We're going to show these fuckers we're not scared of them. <laughs> Araki, have Jotaro punch a hole in a mosque. You see this Quran? Jesus Boom! Christ. On fire. Thanks, after. <laughs> That would be like the ultimate fuck you to all of the fans. Just being like, hey, you know how we're going to get shot down? What if we shot down what if we our just own work? Fuck you to one of the world's major religions. <laughs> We'd be just like Netflix's Castlevania. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure Castlevania says fuck you to all the major religions. Especially though. Christianity. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Viz resumed publication a year later with the 11th volume being distributed on April 7th, 2009. Though distribution... Distribution of the OVA has been permanently cancelled. Interesting. And now you know the rest of the story. That's really interesting. The story of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Huh, how strange. Also worth noting that uh, Satoshi Kon uh, worked on these OVAs as a, uh, I think, a scriptwriter and creative consultant. Hey, William, who is Satoshi Kon exactly? Oh, he's a Japanese film director. Uh huh. And manga artist. Is he? Screenwriter. Please tell me he's not the Evangelion guy. No, he's the. Paprika guy, the oh. Tokyo Godfather's oh. guy, the Perfect Blue guy, oh. Millennium Actress. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah, I've seen Perfect Blue. I've seen Paprika. It's like Inception, but more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Inception, but animated. And with like actually doing interesting things with dreams. Mm. No, I know Perfect Blue was very cool. Paranoia Agent. I've heard Paranoia Agent is very good. These are a lot of things that yeah. I've heard names of, but don't haven't mm. really delved into. He's very into questioning the reality of the medium that you're watching at the time. Yeah, I believe Perfect mm. Blue is like a thriller. Yes. Uh, possibly. Per- a- Perfect Blue is about a, a lady who's like an idol or like a famous singer mm-hmm. who thinks she's being stalked by this guy. Right. Um, and then like towards the end of the film, it turns out that the guy has like much deeper issues and she also has some issues or something. And basically just everything starts getting warped in how you're watching it. And it's just very weird and cool. Perfect Blue announces its preoccupation with perception, identity, voyeurism and performance, mm. especially in relation to the female, right from its opening sequence. The perception of reality cannot be trusted with the visual setup not only set up only to not be reality, yep. especially as the psychodrama heights towards the climax. What is performance and what is backstage? That is the question, Liam. That is the question. Uh, yeah. I was just, I, though I haven't seen it, I was just wondering if it had any um, thematic or stylistic similarities to the work of Alfred Hitchcock, and this Wikipedia article seems to bear it out. Oh, yeah. It's very good, I would <laughs> yeah. say. It's it's a very good film. So I can't got, remember much so of it. So they got but... some heavy hitters on this one. Yeah. So they got Satoshi Kon. They got... Um, Hirohika Araki. They got Hirohika Araki. They even have music... By Marco, uh, what's his name? Da- it's It starts with a D and then it has an apostrophe and then an A, but I can't remember the rest of it. Okay. It's was like, this legitimately a name you recognise? Yes, or are you it, just doing a bit? No, it's the name that I recognise. It was like Marco D'Ambrosio. D- 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 D'Ambrosia? I don't know. They got him on from Marco Co. Okay. Sure. I've seen that name somewhere before and I have no idea where. Tommy Tallarico. Tommy Tallarico. Never mind, someone gets that. <laughs> So, let's talk a bit about 
this. It's this so, so different. Today we watched the first episode, The Evil Spirit, which mm-hmm. of course is a, a pretty rough parallel to uh, the, the events of the manga and anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders. Yep. Uh, story one, The Evil Spirit. Oh, I get it. In which uh, a young Jotaro Kujo refuses to leave his jail cell. So his mother calls his grandpa who is like Jotaro you better leave that jail cell my friend my Egyptian friend will make you you better get out of that cell keep going I don't know the rest of the words of that song something in there bow bow thank you I'm I'm deeply appreciative of you finishing my joke of course that was a reference to trapdoor yes the I'm assuming now obscure claymation children's cartoon what do you mean obscure in which a blue blob man named Burke lived in a castle way Mm. out in the haunted wastes where nobody goes Mm. uh, as the servant to a hideous beast Mm. that we never see that lives upstairs uh, and he lives in a room with like a weird spider creature and a talking skull Mm. and and a horrible menagerie of creatures that just come out of a horrible trapdoor that's in the middle of the room and he never goes down it except for one episode I think yeah it goes down there once or twice and then we see it and it's like wow this is a terrible place I never want to go down this trapdoor ever again and then you grow up and you're like well this is delightful what does the trapdoor represent i think it represents the innate curiosity that ultimately will destroy us all i think the trapdoor also represents the uh shortcomings of trying to take uh irresponsible shortcuts Mm. because so often he'll be like i don't want to throw away this food i'll just chuck it down this trapdoor and then like a big tentacle monster will come out just wanting more food yeah maybe it's representative of the failings of our society in teaching well, i think ultimately the trapdoor represents capitalism uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um this anime we begin this ova sorry this, this ova this egg this egg is pretty okay because it is an jojo's OVA. bizarre adventure oh <laughs> it's jjba jjba ova okay A-okay. Here we go. So can We can Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Dragon Ball Z. Akira Toriyama, Dragon Quest XI. Kalasmos, Bringer of Darkness. Bahamut, King of Dragons? Nick, um... Yes. Couple of questions. (laughs) You You have the look of, like, I can do this. I can bring this together. Just me sizing up whether or not I want to take this diversion 22 minutes in before we've started the episode. <laughs> yep, go Disco on. Just go Elysium. Yes. You played it recently. I did. I finished it recently. I yeah. never finished it. Ooh. You, you said that you, quote unquote, finished at the perfect spot. I arrived at what I felt like was the ideal ending for me. Uh-huh. Which is... In which after the big confrontation that everything builds towards, mm-hmm. my sidekick and I sat together on our... On our bed, I was wounded, so I was in bed and he was just, like, comforting me. Yep. And we just had a frank conversation, like, solving crimes is hard. <laughs> and that just feels like the perfect, like, encapsulation of the game's themes to me. So I, I was content to just leave it there. Now, see, my game, the companion Kim, Kim Kitsurugi, uh, he got shot and got sent to the hospital. So I woke up to Kuno... Who's the kid who he's throws sort of weird, rocks. like chav drug addict? Yeah, he's on speed the whole game. I wake up to him being like, "Hey, what you fucking doing? Why don't you go fucking with me? And we're gonna solve this fucking case Kuno style, you fucking shit! Come on!" And then you're all like, "Kuno, you're not a fucking detective." He's like, "Fuck you, I am. I'm fucking Kuno." And it's like, "Okay, sure, I guess you're with me now." And then, um, and then you finish the game. And then I finish the game, and uh, 
Yeah, some shit happens at the end that makes you go, oh, so that's who you are. Yeah. And um, yeah, I played it very differently to you. Yes. Though, so I, I think was... maybe, yeah, might have had a few different turns. Yeah, I feel like we maybe do a Patreon on that someday. Yeah, no. Um, and also, I want to talk about it now. Not now, uh, but another time. <laughs> I want to talk it now. No, no, I don't. What are you doing? Well, you've started playing Death Stranding, so we do need to do a deep dive into that eventually. Oh, God, yes. And it's inevitable failings and it's triumphs. Death Stranding, a video game that has only become more relevant after its release. You have to understand, when I started playing it, we're well into, like, COVID-19. And it is weird now. Weirdly prescient. It's really weird. Weirdly prescient in the same way that Metal Gear Solid 2 was weirdly prescient. Mm, Indeed. Hideo Kojima, a strange kind of Possible wizard? I think he may have just developed some kind of virus. First, it was a digital one to create memes. The DNA of the soul. Exactly. And now it's a real one to... So weird that one of, like, the primary medium of purveying bullshit in this day and age, uh-huh. uh, of course the term meme, uh-huh. uh, was spun off from a concept created by or popularised by Richard Dawkins. Yes. Wait, was it popularised by Richard Dawkins? Yeah. Oh. Well, shit. There you go. Nick, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, 2000. Tell the me Evil more. Spirit. It's the year 2000. We're sitting in a room watching an OVA about a manga that's set in the year yep. 1992. We Three? plug it into it. No, 1988. Crucially, 1988. 1988. Because we know it's 100 years after 1888 where uh, the events of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, The Phantom Blood, take place. Uh, and of course, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2 Battle Tendency is 50 years after that. In 1938. Yes. Correct. We know the timeline. Boom. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy is specifically going to be like, that's not the timeline. Technically speaking, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure begins in the distant past because there's a prologue with an ancient Aztec ritual. Not in this OVA. <laughs> Technically, we start at the fucking Dio fight. Yeah, and by... Wait, which Dio fight do you mean? Because the, technically, the episode we watched today starts with a dream slash flashback to the <gasps> events of the unnamed ship that sinks. Tell me more. Destroying the life of Jonathan Joestar. A dark ship emerges on the horizon. So, yeah, we're looking at, like... Underwater James Cameron uh, shots of a shipwreck. Avatar 3. It's the past now. Yeah, Avatar 3, I think, is the one where they plan to go under the oceans of Pandora. And find the Titanic um, and have an interview with one of the blue ladies. (laughs) Tom Cruise is in it. Okay, so here's my pitch for Eiffel 65's big comeback. Oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Three picture deal. Uh Uh-huh. Doing a promotion, you know, remember back in like 2002, okay. it was really popular to have a music video for the song that featured in a movie. Understand, I don't know what Idol 65 is. Eiffel 65, the uh, Eurobeat uh, band that did the song I'm Blue. Oh, I'm Blue, Abba Dee, Abba Die, Abba Dee, Abba Die, Abba Dee, Abba Die. Close enough. That everyone thought was, if I was blue, I would die. Or, hey, look, I'm a guy. I never, or any other variant. Never heard any it. of those variants. Uh, yep. I lost my train of thought. So, music video tie into movie. Yeah, you remember how, like, uh, the Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, yep. uh, had whichever song was, like, the big, yep. the big song for that movie. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the music video for it just had, like... Shit tons, just of Spider-Man. shit tons of Spider-Man footage. It's like how yeah. um, we do Venom. that with iPhone 65 and the next three Avatar sequels. <laughs> and it's just I'm blue. Well, it's whatever they want. 
I'm blue, lo-fi remix. Get a bunch of Navi up in there. Get Navi versions of the Eiffel 65 members. <laughs> They're avatars, if you will. Oh, I get it. I get it. And then they're the bad guys all along. Wait, what? You know how the point of that film is like, we're colonizing and these goddamn tribal fucking oh, simps. I thought you were just, simp, just simping the big heart tree. Yeah, exactly. And they're all like, you kind of take the tree. We want to come down and progress. And then it turns out these friggin' blue white knights. And now we're the bad guys. I oh. thought you meant that the twist was going to turn out that, yes, in fact, actually the Navi are the bad guys. <laughs> Yeah, so it turns the out... The corporation was good because we're, we're run by Disney now. See, we're uplifting them. That's the key. So there's this flashback slash dream. Yeah. We see a lecture on the mechanics of steam engines. Uh-huh. We see, in surprisingly explicit detail, the disembodied head of Dio, Dio. Brando mm. sticking its big, gross, vein tentacles into the neck of Jonathan Joestar, who counters with a... A strike from a shard of metal he pulled from his own back. It's interesting because it's so different in how it's all stylized. In design and lighting. Yeah. And... and it's a lot more, it's more like a painting than like when you look at an anime and you see like something drawn oh, out and you're like, oh, that. it's like look a shot that. in motion. But this, this is like big profile still... shot of dying Jonathan desperately oh. from hell's heart stabbing at Dio yeah. so as fire engulfs the background. It's like a renaissance painting. It's really you know? not. But... Where it's not like in motion, it's like a Still, yeah. you know? Well, I think there's a lot of use of stills in this for budgetary reasons. Yeah. And then we are in a darkened prison and the man that we know is Jotaro Kujo is like, oh, I had that dream again. <gasps> and we see a lot of the, the classic shots of like boom boxes and magazines that he has in his cell. Did uh. they never really address? So I, I recall explicitly <laughs> yeah. in the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders anime, uh -huh. they specifically talk about like, his evil spirit has been bringing me nice shit. Yeah. They never really address that in this. It's just like, yeah, they Jotaro do. Kujo, he's in the cell. For some reason, his cell has a bunch of boom Personal boxes and items. shit. Yeah. But Jotaro never talks about how it's been bringing him things. I thought he did in this one. I don't think so. Well, we're going to find out as we continue moving through your photo album of this episode. Unless I don't have a photo of it. Uh-oh. I think they might have addressed it very briefly. Uh, I missed it. I don't know. So, yeah, the police are walking through and they're like, Jodoro Kujo, father of Japanese jazz musician. He's got, like, just three stooges in the... Wait, jazz musician? Yeah, we knew this. Oh, okay. He's yep. on tour. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why he's never home. His father, Iori, from King of Fighters. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> that tracks, right? Not timeline-wise, but personality-wise. I guess? Does he just come home and he's all like, Jotaro, I see you've got more powerful dark energy looms from his weird emo. Yeah. Uh, what what's the, what do they call it? Fringe. The fringe. Or like comb over thing. Fringe. Yeah. Mad fringe. Everyone's, we, we know what happens. We've talked to, for, for a general rundown of the events <laughs> of this episode, listen to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Jojo's World, Stardust Crusaders, episode one, The Evil Spirit. This one though. There's some dudes being like, hey, there's let a guy Let us out, you've got to let us out. We're so scared of Jotaro Kujo. And the guards are like, hmm, well, this is weird. They were just local punks, but he sent eight of them to the hospital. Hmm, what could make a man so powerful and yet so edgy? Hey, help me. He's possessed by the devil. Help me. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Adventure 1. Title card. Now we're at the airport. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I really like their design, their take on the Joseph Joestar design, mm. where he's got, of course we know, uh, we'll call it, we're going to call it classic anime, because that's what we, it's the one we've already done. That's really, call it the modern anime. Okay, the modern anime, he's a silver fox. Mm. 
grey mm-hmm. bristly stubble. What a guy. Yeah. In this, he's a he's just a blonde, grizzled, he's, hunk he's of meat. Really, he reminds me of a sixties musician. You know, you know when you see those photos I of old know, musicians, they, those like old like sixties photos of guys with like beards for days, sideburns for days, and they're like wearing like kind of low cut mm. shirts, and then they're all posing behind their instrument, being all like, "Yeah, I'm a guy," but they're just loose, limber, kind of tight clothing, and they're just ready to go for it. Ready to go for it is definitely the phrase I would use to describe him. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, obviously modern Joseph Joestar is still a six foot five hunk of meat. Indeed. But I feel like to contrast with Jotaro, he feels a bit more diminished mm. in that. Whereas mm. this, jo- this Jonathan, sorry, this Joseph, he still feels very much like he is ready prime. for a world of adventure. Yeah. He's old. He's clearly older than most, but he looks more like he's... 30 or 40 yeah, rather than... Which of than... course is in line with the law of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure because his Hamon training, the breath technique, would allow him to slow his ageing. Of course. Gonna make part four really weird though, if he's still blonde at that point. <laughs> so um, I think he's at the airport. Yeah, and he's. we're just hearing... We're, we're seeing a montage of his travel, him and Avdol's travel, mm-hmm. and we're we're hearing, for budgetary reasons, an off-screen phone call between him and Holly. And uh, she's all like, Papa, Papa, the Jotaro, he refuses to come out of his cell. Uh, for some reason, Joseph does like a snap of his fingers and Avdol... Yeah. I mean, that's in the manga, that's in the anime. Yeah. Just his weird click commands to Avdol. Like, no, no one's there. No one's paying attention. You can talk to him, Joseph. <laughs> But he's on the phone. He's not. He's no, not at all. He's not. Uh, I suppose in the anime, Holly met him at the airport. I don't remember, but sure. Whereas here, she's waiting for him. At, at the prison. At the prison. So the jail, I suppose. So Holly looks far more 90s than Definitely. she did. Or like, she looks more suited to the era, I guess, would be the right word. She looks like more of a professional. Yeah. Like, uh... Modern anime Holly is very much like a dedicated housekeeper mother t- type mm. to me. Whereas over... Uh, over? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Over Holly, she's wearing like what seems like two shades away from me to an 80s power suit. Yeah. Like it's got these very pronounced shoulders, this like ruff on the neck. Mm-hmm. What, what is that after the thank you? What is that? It's is a that button. Like a button. Like in, a very large sartorially button. Sartorially speaking, that's what we call a button. <laughs> Do elaborate, please. <laughs> well, you see, when you want to wear some clothing, uh-huh. sometimes you need something to fasten loose strips of fabric together ah. so that they both cover your body and don't flap about. I see. And a sort of hard disc, sometimes metal, sometimes plastic, mm-hmm. can be slipped through a purpose-made hole mm-hmm. in the other slip of fabric, uh-huh. allowing them to be attached. Attached, you say? Yeah. As in to fasten... Fasten tight. Oh, I see. As if to restrict the motion of the fabric. Precisely, my friend. <laughs> what is this incredible technology called again? Button. My God. You might know it as something on a video game controller. <laughs> oh, I get it which now. Which fastens the action of your body to the body of the digital character that represents you uh-huh. in the digital world. If this is the simulation, I'm holding up my hand right now in a, a vertical form okay if this is the simulation as if he were about to do a karate chop this is the gap a karate right? chop we're going from here to here this is my other hand further Nick's away holding his other hand up about 30 centimeters from his first hand this is your action when you fasten the button they come together nick placed his hands together and i didn't understand any of that and just like world peace it all comes together just like world peace we achieved it Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> 
on a minute. You're going home for sure today, <laughs> Cujo. <laughs> so they've got these two cops yep. that are like... There's a tall cell. one and a small one. Yep. Um, Joseph is there being like, hmm, we need to get him out of that cell. I didn't understand why we got a brief shot of a police uniform hanging on the wall with the badge number 666. I don't think it's a police uniform. I thought it was. I think what it's else would it be? a baseball jacket or some kind of oh, sports jacket. in the cell. Yes. Right. It's in the cell. That's why it's 666. Because it's evil baseball. Spirit. Yeah, it's evil spirit. Nick, are you participating in the cultural event that is blase ball? No. Or blaze ball? What is, what is blaze ball? Blaze blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is an online, I suppose you'd call it fa- uh, fantasy baseball league. Let's not call it that, but yes. Uh, in which the players are never allowed to stop playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what? Regularly, a rogue umpire will incinerate a player, removing them from the league. Okay. Weather patterns include uh, solar eclipse. Just to understand. Many birds. Wh- okay. And peanuts. Just to understand, where are the statistics coming from for this fantasy league? I'm not 100% clear. <laughs> But you place bets, you uh-huh. win money, uh-huh. you use that money to enhance your betting capabilities or vote on boons that can be awarded to your selected team. Okay. But again, where does it come from? It's just run by a computer, I assume. Huh. A certain important event happened in Blase Ball, okay. or Blase Ball, uh-huh. in which through these elections that I mentioned, mm-hmm. the voting mechanic. Yep. The democratic system that we all love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The community elected to open the Forbidden Book. You can't do that. The umpire's eyes all went white. Players were incinerated. And the discipline era began. <laughs> what? Okay. Blazeball, I recommend it. What? Is is this like on a forum or something? You just go to blazeball.com. Blazeball. Okay. Is it blazeball? B-L-A. It's baseball with an extra L in there. And baseball with an extra N. L. L. Blaseball. B-L-L. No. Baseball with an extra L. B-L-A-S-E-B-A-L. Yeah, L. Yeah, L. One singular L. <laughs> Teams include the, uh, the, the like, Ch- I don't know what US city is. The, oh, the Chutney. Charleston Shoe Thieves. Uh, <laughs> the Hades Tigers. Okay. Oh, um, whichever town used to have the team the Sunbeams was swallowed up by a Hellmouth when the Discipline Era began, so now they're the Hellmouth Sunbeams. What the fuck? Okay, sure. This is insane. New York Millennials. Ah, uh, of course. Hawaii Fridays. Yep, yep. I'm going to look at this later Check and it just out. be like, I'm in. It's good fun. Yeah. It's like Salty Bet, but with baseball. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Sick. Games take half an hour, give or take for overtime. Oh. Half oh, an hour sweet. later, the next game begins. Nice. Excellent. That's dope. Every team is playing a game all the time. Sweet. How are they allowed to... No resting. Oh. Discipline era. Oh, no. The only escape is incineration. Wow. That's dark. But, you know, it's for my entertainment, so it's okay. Yeah, also yeah. they're not real. Oh. Oh, that's a little less cool. But, well, yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Or is it? Anyway, so I highly recommend our listeners participate in the cultural event of Blaseball. <laughs> The cultural linchpin of our society. Blase ball. So. 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 Joseph Joestar is there. And he's all like, I need to get him out of that cell. I need to get that Jotaro Kujo out of that goddamn cell. I'll never get out of the cell, old man. Uh, I liked their take on the the iconic shot that we all remember from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure uh-huh. of their two shoes either side of the cell. 
Mars. Mm. Mm. Just a good one. It's good. And then their faces are like right up on each yeah. other. Get out of the cell. Make me. So um, he, Joseph, snaps his fingers. I want to talk a bit about um, Jotaro's design. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so it's so weird how it's, all of it it's is, the same but different. It's the same but different. It's like every, all of the things are there. They're mm-hmm. exactly the same as the, the chain. Well, not exactly the same. For instance, the badge on his hat and the highlights on his hat are purple. Yeah, but at the same also, time, it's all the, the thing same. that's so surprising to me is how um, the. Of course, we we all we all know and love Jotaro's hat, the way mm-hmm. it merges seamlessly into his hair. Yes. The way the back of his hair is so aggressively mullety. Yeah, he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah. He's got that rebellious edge. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is like, just, it's got slightly more purple to it in general, I guess. Also, there was one scene later. I think I only noticed it in this scene. And I hope it's only in this scene because it was driving me nuts. Yeah. But there was like the only scene where we see him walk somewhere when he's at home later on. Yeah. Just the sound of his chain jingling <laughs> was ever present. Now, I think that's going to happen every time he walks because every clink, time... Clink, clink, clink. Every time he's walked, that chain has jingled. Ah, the sound of my chain. It clinks. It reminds me of when I was in the clink learning about oh, my evil spirit. I get it. It's so it good keeps though. me humble. You know the sound design is by a guy from Lucasfilm, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why they had to have the chain so Clink, loud. clink. Anyway, Jotaro shoots himself in the head with the cop's gun. Yep. He steals the gun using Star Platinum and then he's all like, let me show you the power of my evil spirit. And he catches the bullet and everyone's like, the bullet stopped in midair. And Holly's like, I saw the hand. You can see it, Holly? Are you experiencing strange sensations? No. I'll explain later. I'll get him out of the cell. By the way, dad, or granddad, took your finger. And then uh, Joseph's all like, he took my artificial finger. He looks down at his artificial hand. My glove is ruined. (laughs) He wasn't wearing a glove in the other anime. Wasn't he? That I recall. Oh, he just walked in with a prosthetic hand. I think so. Oh. Could be mistaken. That would be kind of I think funny. he mostly just had the prosthetic hand out. Oh, there you go. Anyway, my glove. My Do you know how much this glove. fucking glove cost me? <laughs> it's from Italy, you fucker. Um, they so... don't make them anymore. <laughs> the glove maker's dead. <laughs> and then Chodoro just looks at him like, I know, I killed him. In World War Two. What? You weren't even born. That's what you think, old man. So I love this line. Joseph is looking shocked at his prosthetic pinky being taken. Mm -hmm. He managed to make a fool out of me. This OVA as a standalone unit. If you haven't read the JoJo's Avatar Adventure manga, you don't know who this old man is. You don't know. Like, he's got presence, but you don't know that he's a trickster god. He's just like, he made a fool out of me, Me, an old man. The proud, sensible uh, Joseph Joestar. Who has the only thing that's happened to me so far has been been proven wrong on one occasion and now my finger's been stolen. He made a fool of me. This is my friend Avdol. Avdol, get him out of there. I can't promise I won't hurt him, Master Joseph. Avdol, very soft-spoken in this, this, mm. this vo- these vocals. Did you all, notice? All the voice acting is very kind of like... There's no one with a very, very, very deep voice. No. That's like booming. No, I was... I was to be honest, maybe it'll... Uh, He'll pick up a bit when we see him fight uh, Jotaro, but to me, the um, I was left a bit lacking by the, uh, the this version of Dio. 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 Jojo. Um, you know, and obviously he was just hanging around in his bedroom, mm. drinking some women. But uh, he sounded like an average. He was very prote- soft spoken. Yeah, sounded like an average antagonist. It's like, oh, do you want to fight me? Well, that's a shame. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm not really in the mood. 
But where's your extravagance? What also really struck me about, as we were about to see our first stand in all its glory, Magician's Red, Mm -hmm. how much they lean into their ethereal nature or their intangibility. Like they're all semi-transparent. And obviously the whole artistic design in this OVA, the colours are a lot more muted compared to uh, the anime. Mm. Um, Modern anime. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a stylistic choice. Uh, It's very cool though. Yeah. um, I don't know. uh, it's it's good in its own right. Mm. I, personally, I prefer the sort of bombastic, fabulous colours of the JoJo anime. But as you would. But as I say, good in its own right. This is a very nineties take on it. Absolutely, you yeah. know, coloration very much reminds me of that ubiquitous uh, anime reference from our childhoods, uh, Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo oh, twenty forty. Of course, of course, yes. That same sort of nineties punk edge to it all yeah where you just look at it and you're like "Ooh, it's so edgy Mm. for no good reason (laughs) so magician's red he's there he's a big bird man he's if anything buffer in this i think everyone yeah it it does feel like he is a lot more buff (laughs) like he has a 12 pack (laughs) yes also he's i suppose different a different stylistic take again too red skin Ah, well 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 just interesting. I don't want to spend this whole thing just being like, oh, that's not how they did it in the, the anime. That's not how they fucking but, did but it. It's interesting to see such a different, different approaches to the same teams. team. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. It's like when um I talk about Disco Elysium, and it's such a different take on how you would talk about Disco Elysium because I approached the game so differently to how you approached it. Oh, yeah. Or how when I drew my signature hentai. Um, the man a very concerned face. The, the man with the red tie the man with the golden gun and you tried to draw it and you just flat out refused because you don't want any part of that I don't that. want to engage in this and I said well it's your loss and we had two very different approaches to it it's like that and that never happened Star Platinum in all his glory looks pretty cool he emerges with fucking neon yeah and like pulsing guitar he has like a, a coat vest? I heard Star Platinum's pretty cool. I heard he has an eight pack. <laughs> he, he has like so much more shine to him. He's got flowing he's got flowing anime hair. Um, up. Flowing upwards. Flowing up. Yep. yep. Uh, he still has that like sort of Aztec look to mm-hmm. him. Big sholdy pads. But now he has more of clothing, I guess. More of clothing. More yep. of clothing to him. And uh, Despite he just... being semi-transparent. Yeah. Reaches out, starts choking magicians red. Yep, through Abdul. the bars. Abdul's like, oh, he's pretty intense. I better use my full force. We see, like, in very detailed, uh, I don't know what the word is. In very deep, in a lot of detail. That's very the word. detailed detail. In very detailed detail, we see, like, his neck sort of getting crushed a bit. Yeah. And, like, going inwards. And he's like, ooh. Abdul's I- neck, that is. Well, you've only seen 10% of my true power. Time for me to have a long transformation sequence. <laughs> so I think uh, Holly is like, oh no. Yeah. Chudro. Lots of fire, red bind. I love the shot of all the comic books and boombox burning away. Yep. Fucking rad. Mm-hmm. And, and all, all the mooks are just like, oh my God, oh get my us God. out of the cell. So hot. We can't see any of the fire, but so hot. Why is everything on fire? If you weaken, the evil spirit will weaken too because your life force. We call it a stand. And Jodoro is like flung against the wall. Jodoro, flung against the wall, does his classic, classic toilet kick manoeuvre. Slams that water out. Gets covered in his favourite pastime, toilet water. Oh. Love to take a big bath in stinky toilet water. Gotta love it. In prison. Oh, beautiful. Um, He then 
runs up to the cell. Oh man, I love- You get a good shot of Star Platinum here. What I loved is the shot of Star Platinum bending the bars from ordinary person's perspective. Oh, how it's all see-through like and- A man-made wave of force attacking the bars. <laughs> Sorry, man-shaped wave of force. It's literally just like big mane on what looks like a soldier from ancient times ripping what apart the bars. What are you talking about? He's got like the big mane. Okay, it but, looks but like this a is helmet. just a silhouette. It's just like a silhouette. Yeah, it's like though. a silhouette. A yeah. shadow bending the bars. They're bending themselves. So good. There's a lot of eye shots of just yeah. like, whoa. Whoa, he's coming at me. Ah, but I realise he has left the cell. Gonna go sit down. Joe's all like, why'd you turn around? I could burn those metal bars with my eyes closed. Joe's all like, yeah, well... Fuck. I guess you've tricked me, Avdol. Oh, don't sell yourself short. You you really had me going for a second there. Uh, and then we get a close-up of Jotaro, who looks very intimidating. They're all just being very close, serious. Close-up of Avdol, who Big looks very intimidating. close-up of Joseph Joestar's blue oh, jeans, God. which just set me off into a giggle fit when we were watching it. I was, like, laughing. He's, he's wearing, like, his big trench coat, his black, like, tight tee with his... <laughs> with his, with his, with his Teal amulet. And then and he's just, got the face of a murderer. And then just blue jeans. <laughs> it was really funny because we were like... <laughs> I was laughing because they were like, yeah, well, I would have oh, done this. Both being like, pretty good. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah, well, I would have just done this. And I'm just yeah, laughing well, at jeans. Done. And you were like, they're blue. Well, so they're so bright compared to everything else, too. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go home. Then they do go home. Now, we know that the Kujos live in an opulent Japanese mansion. Because he's a jazz musician. But this version... Is huge. So opulent. They've got like a big swamp in their backyard. It's not a swamp, it's a koi pond. And then behind it... A forest. Yeah. Just a full fucking forest. Um, they have like a little sand zen garden. Yep. Um, they've got... what? What's the name of the thing? The, the thing bamboo. that goes doink. Yeah, the thing that goes doink. I think it's a deer scare. A deer scare? Because it's to scare deers away. Is it? I guess so. Oh, it's not a timekeeping device? Mm. I think it's a deer scaring device. Mm. Weird how you'd have that behind fences. Well, you don't want a deer to get into your koi pond. That's it's true. fuck up the whole the thing of the situation. Come on, the koi are going to get eaten, the deer are going to get sick. It's just... Oh. The koi are going to eat the deer. <laughs> <laughs> they just start going to grow antlers, then you've got to deal with that. They're worse than piranhas. <laughs> So this is interesting to me. They are... They're doing this scene, not in the airport. Not in the cafe. Yeah, but they're doing it... At home. At home. And I think I like that more. Mm. All we lose from it is the dumb the dumb joke that is called back to like six months from now mm. where a guy, a guy is like, is anything wrong? And afterwards, like, everything is fine. Go away. And then a cafe in Egypt, the same thing happens. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're basically at home just doing that scene. They're at home it's in weird. the room where they keep the Kujo ancestral samurai armor. Yeah, because it's a jazz musician. You Come know. Come on. My God, Liam. It's like you've never been a jazz musician before. Um, and they're just discussing, well, we are actually on a mission to hunt down this guy. Yeah. Check the nape of your neck. He came up from the ship four years ago. They opened the coffin with very unsafe blowtorch uh, yeah. procedures, as so you pointed out. So I need out. to just point this out. They op- they turn on a blowtorch by having like a cigarette lighter, yep. like a Zippo lighter. Just held open flat in the palm of his hand. And then he's just putting it in front of the blowtorch. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes off, he's already removed his hand, but then it goes off. Yeah. It's like, how does that work? Very safe. It's just, it, it would just burn. But anyway. when they opened the coffin, it was empty. And I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> I swear there was someone or something inside. Is that 
like, I don't think this is how it happened in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the manga, but is that meant to be, like, it can't have been how it happened in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the manga, but is that meant to be foreshadowing, like, the time ability? Like, they opened it up and then he's, within the, the context of this OVA, he stopped the time and, like, went and hid. Maybe, because otherwise he would have just come out of the water and just swam his way away. Mm. And then shut the coffin behind him. Mm. And locked it from yeah. the inside. Yeah. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly, that's unclear. Yeah, yeah. So we're still looking for him. He's Dio. We all got these Joestar birthmarks. They're red in this version. They're not purple, which makes more sense. You're telling me that a man from a hundred years ago is still alive? No, I'm not telling you. I'm declaring it to you. Quick shot of Jotaro's bare feet for you, wiki feet enthusiasts out there. Have a look. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, they're um, they're good nubs. Sure, I'll count them. Um, Holly is now in classic 80s garb. She's 80s got... or 90s? Ooh. Unclear. Well, she, well, it has to be 80s, right? Well, it depends if they're taking stylistic cues from when it's set oh, or when it was... Oh, that makes sense. Made. Of course, yeah. 2000 was technically still part of the 90s decade because, as any annoying pedant will tell you, <laughs> the decade doesn't end until the year ending in one. Really? Yeah. Oh. Fucking pedants. <laughs> um, so she's got like a denim overall kind of vibe happening mm, or here. Or maybe it's an apron. I'm clear. Oh, an apron. Anyway, let's uh, smash up this camera. <laughs> yeah, so Holly puts like a, a Polaroid cam- a Polaroid camera on... Oh, a Polaroid SX70 land camera. Ah. She just puts it on the table and then Joseph is like, anyway, time to fuck it up with the face of a goddamn madman. And I love... Okay. This the, is amazing. This is maybe the highlight of the episode. <laughs> The way that they do the spirit photography thing in this, mm-hmm. where he does the classic smash his hand into the uh, karate chop the, karate chop the camera, camera. Yep. and then the photo whips out like someone throwing a playing card over to Jotaro's head and he catches it. Right before. It's like in a, any Yu-Gi-Oh setting where they throw a card, yeah, yeah. travels perfectly straight and then just catch it into between two fingers. Yeah. And they talk and he doesn't look at it for a while because it's got to develop. Exactly. And it's in the sunlight, so it won't develop very well. <laughs> they all talk about their birthmarks. And look, look now at the photo and you can see the body of Jonathan Joestar from the neck down, but from the head up. <gasps> that vile antagonist, Dio. <gasps> he has that birthmark. I can't remember if we mean. talked about this. Mm-hmm. But crucially in the uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 opening sequence to Traitor's Requiem. Yeah. The start of it when they're foreshadowing Gold Experience Requiem. Uh-huh. Giorno Giovanna is in this Dio pose. Mm. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah. And like there was a, a thing they were going to do but didn't end up doing where they had Gold Experience and then later Gold Experience Requiem in that same pose. Oh. Thus showing off more of his Dio ancestry. I guess. Which is the same ancestry in the same pose. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Two for one. There you go. Sick. I can only ever take photos of this guy. Um, Jotaro... Ominously checks his birthmark again, mm-hmm. being all like, ooh. Dio's like, I feel like someone's watching me. Anyway, gonna drink this woman with my fingers. So it's highly sexual. Yep. Uh, and a lot of moaning, then followed by, oh. I know I talk about this a lot, but I, I, I never get over the creepiness of the finger drinking. <laughs> you don't get to say that sentence enough in this day and age. <laughs> it's just really ugh, sticking your fingers in someone's neck. And this, ugh, is, way, this is way more graphic than... The modern anime as well. Say what you will about someone biting someone's neck, but at least most of the like actual stuff that you see, the is gross stuff, the is hidden behind the lips. Yeah. yeah, 
In this, it's like, let me finger it. Yeah. So he he drinks her up, mm-hmm. drops her down, and then like there's three other naked women on his stairs that he walks by. Guess, <gasps> guess he was a thirsty boy. Anime breastuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually see the neep. There okay, sure. There you go. Um, then we return back to the Cujo mansion. Yep, we've all got ESP. We're just brushing over this very quickly because mm-hmm. it's the first episode. Gonna have a look at Dio But again. wait. Okay, and this scene, this is a scene that, I don't know if you recall, Nick, but uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're about to draw the fly. Yeah. I don't know if you recall, but this takes place in the manga and anime uh, after they meet Kakuin. Does it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I did not remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it happened before. It does not. Oh. Because uh, if, if you recall, in this one, they're like, uh, oh, we've got this fo- drawing of this fly now. We've got to send it off to the Speedwagon Foundation. If it were me, probably would have cut the Speed Fat Wagon Foundation if we were uh, <laughs> trying to keep it self-contained and, yeah. and brief. But, uh, but that's not how this works. We've got to send this photo off to the Speedwagon Foundation to analyse the fly. In, uh, in the anime, uh, Avdol just recognises it and is like, oh, yeah, do you guys I have a that. library? Oh, yeah, we've got an extensive library because we're very wealthy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll go look at the encyclopedia of flies you have. See, I remember that, but I don't remember Kakuine being there already. Well, because he may be unconscious at the time, but it's after they've debutted him. Right. And then he's like, wow, Egypt, I sure do want to fuck your mum. <laughs> oh, man. If there was anyone that I would love, it would be Kakuine. <laughs> it would be her, Mr. Frodo. It would be her. Tell me, Sam, do you enjoy... My mother. Some more Jotaro feet pics as he walks outside, and that's where I notice his chain clinking a lot. His, I actually fucking love the chain clink. <laughs> I love it a lot. Oh, we also do get a very good shot of his whole body, where you can see all the differences between uh, modern anime and this one, where he really does look like a 26, 27-year-old. <laughs> like, he looks way older than 17. I mean, we, we had that same convo. Oh, yeah. All throughout parts one through three of JoJo's. But this but... is like, he looks like a grizzled motherfucker. <laughs> He's seen some things. He really has. It's interesting. It's a lot um, sharper, I guess, mm. than modern anime, where that's got a lot more bold lines and stuff. Very strange, just seeing this different art direction. Meanwhile, a mysterious woman is doing a tarot reading. She's using that classic formation that I can't remember the name of, where you the, arrange the them in a cross. Yep. I believe it's called the Tarot Cross. Well, I really think you're wrong. So do I. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the Hermit. And the... Which represents, as we all, she explains, of course, we all remember from our landmark segment, Tarot Time. Tarot Time! That's the sting, you all remember it. That's the one. Oh boy. (laughs) That the hermit represents wisdom, wariness, and esotericism. Ah. And the magician, which represents the questioner and diplomacy. Ah. And of course, these are those trademark Hirohiko Araki tarot card designs. Which which all say Lucky Land somewhere on them. (laughs) And now, yes. By the way, just a brief shot of her thigh and her chest. Her breasts. Indicating that I might not be Enya like we expected, <laughs> but maybe in this version, Enya's a beautiful woman. Some super sexy seductress who will suck away our life essence. The star. Hope. Jodoro. And that's the end of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, episode one. Evil Spirit. I'm getting fucking keen. I'm getting real keen. Alright, Nick. Yeah. So. Yes. Jodoro Kujo has reunited with his grandfather, Joseph Joestar, and friend. 
Muhammad Abdul. Yes. A mysterious man named Dio lurks somewhere in the world. Is he working in collusion with the sexy tarot reading lady? sexy fortune teller. What will happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? No, this is legit because it's not going to be in the same order. In the episode entitled Hierophant Green. I wonder. Um, okay, well, obviously Kakuin's going to show up. Yep. But the question is, is it going to be the same intro where he's painting? Oh, and he does the, he does the ability that he never uses again. Exactly. He, he swipes the, uh, the painting and a gash appears on Jotaro's leg, tripping yeah. him down the stairs. Yeah. That never happens again. I'm curious as to whether they will keep the couple of scenes of just like schoolgirls fawning over Jotaro. Oh, that feels like God. something this dark and edgy imagining would cut. I don't know if it would. I think there might be like, there's probably going to be like some people watching and they're all going to be, oh, there goes Jotaro Kujo. Oh God, he's so, but it'll be a lot more, not tame, but a lot less frivolous. You know? So I guess the thing, I, I'm okay, here's my guess. Okay. We know that the Speedwagon Foundation is off analyzing the fly picture. So Avdol and Joseph are just going to be hanging around for a bit yep. and they're going to be like, Jotaro, you need to come with us. It's our destiny to fight Dio. And he'll be like, no, I'm just going to go to school for a while. <laughs> I mean, probably. I'll fight Kakuin. And then it, then they'll keep asking him to come fight. And mm-hmm. he'll keep saying no. Then Holly gets sick and he's like, no, I have to go fight. Oh, yeah, because Holly gets sick. Yeah. True. i got to do it for my mum. I will say it doesn't feel like they've laid the seeds as well for Jotaro being a sweet boy. <laughs> How so? Well, of course, in um, in the anime, there were all those flashbacks that Holly had of Jotaro through the ages, being like a a handsome boy and then a then an increasingly surly teen. True, true. I mean, in this one, we did get him also being like, "You brought my fucking mum into this, and this old man is here now. What the hell? You have to make my mum do this. What the hell?" Oh, I did like how they said because I'm. Uh, and this isn't something that I recall the uh, manga addressing, mm. uh, that his mum has been visiting him in prison every day. Yes. <laughs> That's nice. It's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. but yep. I buy it from Holly. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, well, we're not going to get Polnareff yet. No. No. We know, we've talked about this before, we know that in this one, they cut out Singapore and Polnareff shows up in the episode with strength. Hmm. Um, okay, so maybe they, okay, so they might have Holly getting sick in this one. Yep. And Kakuin coming in. But maybe when they're leaving, Kakuin shows up as the first antagonist. Ah. Rather than meet Kakuin, Holly gets sick, then I'm we're Kakuin. All together. I'm here to stop you. Aura, 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 pluck. Aura, help. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Can you guys carry me a little while? Because I just got beat up a lot. Maybe they're just like, this poor soul. We better I bring him along. Carry it for a while. Carry it for a while. Share the load. Share the load. Get away from me. Get away from my flesh bud. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's no Polnareff. And then probably episode three will get to strength. But then what will we see of hmm. everyone else? When will we see Polnareff show up? I want to know. I want to know when we'll see other dudes. I want to know exactly which dudes have not been cut as Okay, well. yeah, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing we'll get... Um... Yellow Temperance. I wasn't going to guess Yellow Temperance, actually. Ooh, okay. Because he's in Singapore. No, he's not. Shit. Because... Hmm. What am I thinking of? Am I thinking of Puppet Master Dude who was in Singapore? I don't think either of them were in Singapore, were they? Because doesn't that happen know. after Strength? Yes, you're right. Correct. 
And they go to Singapore, fight Polar Ref, and then leave and get on the boat. Tower of uh, a deep blue moon and tower, uh, and strength go to oh, wherever to... that was. And then at around the same time mm. uh, is uh, Ebony Devil and Yellow Temperance. So when do they take the plane? First. Oh. Tower of Grey. Oh, never mind. Maybe. So I, I reckon we'll get uh, Kakuin next step. Uh-huh. Tower of Grey. Mm-hmm. Uh, then combined strength and Polar Ref. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Then I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're getting too many episodes ahead. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. Whoa, okay. I reckon they might also combine a uh, whole horse and uh, emperor and hangman. We'll true. get that because that's crucial polar f content. True, true. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yep. yep. Also, we read the synopses on uh, the yeah, DVDs. But I can't remember. <laughs> oh yeah, there is. But but I, my, what I'm struggling with uh-huh. is I, I fully expect. I mean, you can't do you can't do emperor and hangman without quote-unquote, killing Avdol, right? Unless, I mean, you could. But, like, that's an iconic moment. Okay. I would be surprised if they didn't do that. But I would also be surprised if they did Judgment, the genie that brings him back. Wouldn't it be so funny if Avdol... Just dies? Dies and then comes back the same episode yeah. as, like, a... Oh, no, I just faked my death. I'd be into it. That would be amazing. So I reckon they'll probably cap off pre... No, they'll keep going. Uh, but I, I reckon they'll probably combine uh, the Empress, the uh, what? Yep. And uh, Enya, Justice. Wait, which one's Justice? Enya. Enya. <gasps> Fog, sexy, zombies. Sexy fortune teller. Yeah, because if she's like a sexy lady in this one, mm. then she'll fill the same archetype that... Pre- Electromagnetism lady. No. no. Uh, that uh, High Priestess. No, not High Priestess. Uh, Empress did. Which one was Empress? Uh, wart on Jonathan on Joseph's uh, arm. Ah, okay, gotcha. How is sexy seductress lady gonna fill the same? Because the stand user of that wart was just like a cute babe that Polnareff was crushing on. Was it? Yeah, she was hanging out with Whole Horse, and Whole Horse was like, "I've got to leave you now, baby." And she was like, "I love you." And then she travelled with them for a while, and Polnareff was like, "That whole horse is no good. You should hang out with me." Ah, uh, classic. Yep, I can believe that. And then they will fight Justice. Okay. And that brings the whole horse back around. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. And I reckon that's probably where we wrap up pre-Egypt stuff. Okay. That'd be like seven episodes, right? Uh, wait, are there seven apps? I think seven or eight. Yeah, because then it goes eight to 13. Mm. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I could believe that. I can't remember enough to tell you okay. which is which. So I'm going to be like, I reckon next time we'll probably get Polnareff. And that's all I know. That's all I know, Liam. That's all Kakuin. I know. Sorry. Kakuin. Yakitori. Kakuin. No. Takoyaki. <laughs> Kakuin. So we're going to do one more of these for now. We're going to do Hierophant Green. Uh-huh. And then what? Then we'll move on. What? To another Mafia anime. We only did two? Yeah, we got what we said. Oh, man. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. And then we move on now, to... Plenty of plenty of forewarning for this, and we've talked about doing this a few times through the off season, but have not pulled the trigger. Uh-huh. But for the duration of uh, Bachano, mm-hmm. uh, we will be doing fortnightly episodes, but we will also be doing two eps at once. Mm. So it balances out in terms of getting through the show. Double we- the content, half the time. Yeah, because we've got to but- have some work-life balance, you know. It's the off season, baby. Where is season six? Sorry, part six. Where's part six? Well, let me just check that Twitter account I follow that gives daily updates on whether or not it's been announced. Ooh, has it been announced yet? Not last time I looked. When was that? Like an hour ago? Yesterday. But it's been a whole day since then. Day 376. Stone Ocean is not confirmed. Fuck my life! 
What are you doing, Crunchyroll? It's not Crunchyroll. What are you doing, David Productions? <laughs> well, there is a pandemic going on. There's a pandemic going on. Where's my media that I want people to work on when they should be keeping safe and isolated? I also just want to point out that yesterday, this person tweeted just the word Jaws and then follow up Jotaro Horse. <laughs> okay. What? Jaws. Jotaro Horse. Jaws. Jaws. Tell me, Jotaro, what is your spirit animal? Jaws. A Jaws. What is that? Jotaro it's me, horse. but a horse. You mean like a centaur? No. A Jotaro, Jotaro horse. And oh. until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.